afternoon and welcome to WATD's Powerful Women Revealed, created and hosted by Nicole Perry. You're invited to enjoy an ongoing series of personal and educational discussions with a variety of women that want to educate, inspire, and bring awareness to the community. These women all have a powerful mission and appreciate the opportunity to share their stories, milestones, and successes with you. Here's your host, Nicole Perry. Good afternoon and welcome to Powerful Women Revealed. I'm your host, Nicole Perry, and my guest today has approximately 19 years in the financial industry, and she is a uh, life coach. She supports people with any kind of challenges or um, chapter changes, I think she likes to call it. And she's been here a bunch of times, and I have to say, Michelle, um, I pulled up the wrong information on my computer, so I... I don't have my original I, my original intro for you. I'm so sorry, but welcome back to the show. You are an amazing guest or co-host. Oh, thank you so much. I love being here. And please, don't feel bad. Because <laughs> it's like having a conversation with my friend and everybody else just gets to hear what we talk about. Yeah, you're you're just you're so easy to talk to and that's what makes you such a great coach and you're also very fun and I think that um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you kind of felt a little like weird about that, that you're so fun, that people might take you the wrong way. Yes. It's funny you bring that up because I know we had that conversation. Um, as a coach, a, there, there's a lot of different styles of coaching, right? And um, I do like to have fun. And I kind of incorporate that into my coaching style because one, it's my personality. I'm not going to try to change. Um, and two, the, you know, as you mentioned, like different chapters of people's lives that I help coach them through, it can be very emotional. Mm. And I like to, you know, we get very serious, but at the same time too, try to have a little bit of fun um, and kind of laugh at ourselves as we go through all of these different transitions. So I did, I remember thinking, you know, what if people don't take me seriously? And then, you know, I coached myself and if- There you, know, you go. If, yeah, like this is me and if we're not a match, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many talking about chapters. There's so many different chapters that we experience through life. You know, we we go through college. We Some people get married. Some people have children. Some people become empty nesters. There are so many or transition yeah. from jobs, from different career types and all kinds of things. So there's so many reasons to yeah. enlist in a coach like yourself. Yeah, and I mean, I started the coaching, you know, getting my own coaching back in 2015, and it literally transformed my life. Mm. Um, and that's when, you know, a year or two later, I decided like that was my mission to so, just. So let's summarize yeah. real quick because I uh, totally fumbled the the intro. <laughs> so you're you're you have approximately 19 years in the financial um, because you're a certified financial planner. Yes. Yeah. And, and so I mean, you, what's like, what's more emotional than finances? You know what I mean? Money. Like there's, yeah, like money. And it's, you know, I basically was coaching people, whether it was kids going to college, like you said, um, you know, death, disability, um, estate, like all of that stuff. It's very emotional. Mm. So that's where I think I have a lot of 
experience um, in terms of, you know, helping people transition through different aspects of life. And frankly, let's dive into money a little bit because money follows us through all of these different yes. chapters that we are experiencing. And I can't tell you how many times, like I have been frustrated about a budget or, you know, having to pay an unexpected bill or things <laughs> like that. And I think to myself, I'm going to remember none of these details. Yeah. Well, none it, of them. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When it comes to paying that credit card off or paying an unexpected bill, you know, you just hunker down, you do what you have to do, but you can't sweat it and worry about it because that's not what my, my memories are going to point to from 20 years ago. They're not going to point to the bill that I was paying off. They're going to point to the baby I had. They're gonna yeah. point. They're gonna point to those experiences, the emotions. I don't know the money part of it. The, it just disappears. Yeah, and I think you know we all have our ideas around money. First, I love talking about money, and I, it's a subject that a lot of people kind of shy away because there's so many. Um, Kind of like, oh, if you like money, then you, you know, you're greedy or, mm. um, you know, so there's a lot of money. Um, money doesn't grow on trees. You know, yeah. uh, money is dirty. People who are rich are mean. Uh, yeah. Let's see. You have to steal from Peter to pay Paul. Um, don't touch that money. You know, honey, that's dirty. Like even from mm -hmm. when you're a little child. Yeah. Like or even like you have to work hard if you want to make a lot of money. Like. That's just yeah. a thought. That's not true. And I think when it comes time to money, like a lot of people live in scarcity. So like thinking that there's not going to be enough. And when you think that way and you act that way, you will never have enough. But if you can come from a place of, you know what, there's plenty to go around, um, then you're, you know, you act differently because you think differently and then you actually are creating more of it. And there's That's a way my favorite thing. for, well, and then you create more of it so you can create more scarcity or you can create more abundance. There's a great trick that I've been doing about around abundance is, you know, um, really wrapping our brain around the word abundance. Like, mm -hmm. let's just think about the abundance of air. Let's just think yeah. about the abundance of trees that we see when we're driving right now down the highway. There is an abundance of lots of different things. If you can just start to see abundance, you'll see it in other areas. Oh, absolutely. Like abundance is literally everywhere. Mm. And it's just the way that people uh, view things, view the world, view themselves, view relationships, all of that. Because if I only have $100 in my bank account, I feel like a million dollars. Like mm -hmm. you don't have, there are people that have a million dollars in their bank account and they feel like they have nothing. Oh, absolutely. Isn't they that feel crazy? Like, yeah. And that's where it's, it's all your thoughts and beliefs because our beliefs are just thoughts we think over and over again. And I think how we were raised and what we were taught about money follows us through, you know, adulthood and kind of what we pass on. Yeah. We have to be so. careful. We have to be careful. Well, we don't need to be fearful. I don't mean that, mm -hmm. but we want to be careful about what we are passing on. We want to be yeah. really mindfully aware and pay attention. I love it when I hear myself say something and I say it anyway, <laughs> but, but I'm 
totally aware of it and I let it, I almost like let it come through me because, you know, I don't want to um, stop that energy. I just want that energy to pass through me. And now I'm like, oh, I said that thing the other day and I think I'm ready to let that go now. And the next time I hear myself saying something, you know, I'm not really, I'm not going to say it. Like, I'm not going to let the words mm -hmm. words come out, you know? It's just really yeah. interesting. Once we're aware, even if we still say something that is, you know, has that scarcity mindset or whatever, even if we still say it, when we're aware of it, that awareness is the change. Oh, absolutely. Being aware is key. Mm -hmm. That's the Deepak, yeah. Deepak, uh, Deepak Oprah, I like to say, because I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've merged them into one being um, because yeah. when I listened to their uh, meditation series, that was where I learned that awareness is change, which is really when you think of that, you can think of the abundance of how much you're aware now. Yeah, it's, no, it, uh, it's, it's a game changer for sure. And I think when it comes time to money and being aware, not necessarily meaning being aware of like every penny you're spending, but when you can be, you know, become aware of what your thoughts are around money. Like I had a month in my um, coaching program that that was our whole thing. Like we just focused on what are your beliefs around money and how can you create more of it? And it is, you know, you can create more money. It doesn't mean that you have to get another job or you have to like, um, you know, not go out to eat or change your lifestyle. But because when you can be aware of what you're thinking about money, because our thoughts are what create our feelings and our feelings lead to actions. If you and, and actions, actions lead, lead to, to results. results. Yep, exactly. If your result is wanting to create more money, all you have to do is look back to whatever your thoughts are, mm. change them if you need to, and then you'll just change the results you have. Mm. Perfect. And I love it because it's so fun. <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. When I mean, this is the game of life, right? Yeah. <laughs> the game of life. Mm -hmm. All right. On that note, we are going to go to break. You can find Michelle at mbwliving.com, and you can also find her in the Powerful Women Rise directory. Uh, you are listening to Powerful Women Revealed, the place to go and the place to be right here on 95.9 WATD. Hi, I'm Michelle Werdeman, and I am here to help you navigate your life's next chapter through mind, balance, and wellness living. At every phase of our lives, through marriage, career changes, kids, and retirement, I am there for my clients emotionally to help create a personalized life plan. With my foundational coaching perspective and certified financial planning background, together we can create a plan for you through each chapter of your life. Contact me today through mbwliving.com for your free consultation. I could stop and answer all of your questions as soon as I find out how I can move from the back of the line. And we are back. You're listening to Powerful Women Revealed. And oh my God, what a beautiful song. Emily, I don't know how to say her last name. Emily Sandy? Sandy, I don't know, there's like a little accent thing at the end of it, but she's just, oh my God, she's so beautiful and I've been following her lately. I don't know why I, I got turned on to her because she had like a famous song quite a few years ago. Uh, but anyway, we were talking about money in the first segment and I really, you know, I thought it would be a good idea to talk about how money plays into our routine because if you can start having some of these mental shifts in your daily routine. Oh, you know what I started doing? 
I started what? listening to um, meditation um, about money. So, Ooh. so guided meditations, little snippets. You don't have to get, you know, three hours. I mean, you can get a, yeah. little, a little seven minute one, like a yep. guided meditation around money. And that's a great way to incorporate that at the beginning of your day, right? I think that's a great idea because one of the things um, when I was thinking about routine and money and I think the more mindful we can become around how we spend our money um, can be a game changer because I think sometimes, um, you know, if you're not like budget focused or whatnot, but, you know, I've worked with some of my um, coaching clients that want to create more money. One of the steps we do is build into their routine is be mindful of every, I don't want to say penny you're spending, but when you're making a purchase, are you just making a purchase because you're bored? Are you making a purchase because it came into your email? Like, you know, it, it's just, it's amazing when you can actually say like, okay, am I making, why am I making this purchase? How is it going to make me feel? What is it going to do to my bank account? Like, what are the... Um, like what's going to come back to me like down the road if I make this purchase. So when you can be more mindful in your daily routine of how you spend your money, what does it bring you? I think that that's, um, that's huge. And it, it really goes to show you when you start to ask yourself or be, or pay attention to it, you know, you're, you're really, you're in charge. Like I am in charge of what yeah. I do. My emails are not dictating my day. Like, mm -hmm. so yeah. if DSW is sending me an email or whoever, you know, yeah, you, I you, we can make a ch we can definitely make a change in the world with our wallets. Like, mm -hmm. definitely oh. not purchase things that are not good for the environment. Like, yeah, and, and, and share. Like that's one thing mm -hmm. when. Thinking back to like the abundance, um, and I love living in that mindset, and I'm teaching my kids that because as much as, you know, they might see us, we go out to eat a lot, we love vacations and all that, at the same time, I want to make sure they see the abundance that we share with other people, mm. especially around the holidays, which are coming up, and those that are, you know, less fortunate, yeah. but if you truly have that abundance mindset, you're going to help other people, yeah. which is going to just create more, right? Yeah. And I, I, I love that you're saying and you're teaching your kids to share because you can share your time. You can help feed the homeless with your time at your local yeah. church. You can share. Um, recently, I was walking out a restaurant and there was a homeless person and I didn't have any cash. And I just said, here, Here's my food. Like there's yeah. so many things that we can share and and that will make us feel better. But you can also share um and what is it called when you uh, sponsor a family? Over, oh yeah. You know, and there's mm -hmm. toys for tots and yes. you know, there's so many good things that we can do with our money that will yeah. that will create a beautiful karma effect. Absolutely. Because you think about, like, I get so giddy around Christmas when we buy presents um, for, like, local kids or local families. And I just think about how good that makes, like, me and my kids feel. Yeah. Never mind the people that are actually going to wake up and open up gifts that yeah. might not have. Like, it's just amazing. 
It is amazing. So it's part of your. Uh, how is your routine? What do? What is in your routine that can that you can share, like um, with <laughs> with the routine. audience here? Something, <laughs> not something too personal, but about no, you know what? That I love that because and I think what started this routine was because I worked where I had my bank accounts, like in my investments. So I saw them every single day, and I could yeah. look at them whenever I want. I still do that. And I don't do it from a place of like, what do I have today? What do I have today? I just look at it because I always want to know what like I have. And I just look at it. And honestly, I just say like, I'm so grateful. Like, yeah, we have to I'm be more so grateful. grateful. Yeah. So yeah. you look at your money every day. Just about, yeah. Just, just about. It's mm -hmm. re it's really important because there's a lot of people that have um, loose ends. Like, mm -hmm. you know, a credit that's lingering out there that they didn't, um, you know, uh, finish, or, yeah. you know, yeah. or, or whatever, or um, just lots of loose ends there, you know, yeah. and, and I care about the, like, I hardly ever have cash. Right. But mm -hmm. if I do have cash in my wallet, I like to put them all facing the same direction. I like to unfold all the little tabs. I like to <laughs> fold. I like to yeah. care about the money that I do have. And that's part of being grateful. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think, too, some people avoid looking at their bank accounts or their credit card statements because they are like, there's shame or there's guilt or whatever it may be. Yeah. And, you know, I think we've talked about this before. Money's just a circumstance and it doesn't mean anything until you put a thought to it. Because like we said before, you could have somebody that has a million dollars in the bank account who looks at that and they're like, holy, you know what? Yeah. I won't say it like I did on the first show. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> We're live. You can't swear. <laughs> I know. Um, but like you could have somebody that looks at that and just says like, oh my gosh, like that's so much money. But then you could have somebody look at that $1 million and say like, oh gosh, like that's, that's not going to be enough. Like I'm going to have to go make more. So it's, yeah, you know, or, even, or even or even $10,000. Yeah. Like in your in your, you know, business account or whatever. And and if you come at that place of scarcity, they'll never be enough. They'll never be enough. They'll always be so, an empty hole and the money will always fall through it. And every yeah. time you think that you're turning this around and you're filling it back up, there'll yeah. always be an empty hole and it's sad. Like yeah, if you if when we know better, we need to do better. That's what I learned from Oprah. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, is that what you like to encourage your clients to when they know better? Like, let's put this into yeah, practice. Yeah, just know what's going on. Like, and especially like I learned this um, and I saw a lot of it when I was managing, um, you know, clients over at Merrill Lynch. One of the spouses usually took kind of control of the, you know, the assets, um, knew what was going on. And a lot of times it was the men and the woman kind of just didn't care, didn't pay attention, whatever it may be. But if something happens to that spouse that um, has, you know, all the financial records, knows the bank accounts, the passcodes happens to that person, the passcodes, the IDs, the oh, all. Yeah. Of and just like who to call if I need this. Um, and I saw it multiple times, like mm. the spouse that didn't pay attention had no idea what to do. Yeah. And, you know, if you're dealing with, let's say it's a death, 
you know, or some sort of disability. And now you're faced with the stress of that on top of like, wait, I don't know where my bank accounts are. I don't know who I should contact. I don't know how much money we have. I mean, that stress that you don't need if you just ask the questions um, and just have an idea of what's going on. And I also think it's important, we have to go to break, but I'll leave with this final note. I also think it's important not to overwhelm ourselves with all of that. So if you don't have any idea what any of that stuff is, start with one account yeah. and find out the one passcode and just start with one. Like, just yeah, start keep with it, one question. Right? Like, one question, one simple thing. Let your brain wrap around that and then work to the next one. And before you know it, over a period of, a, could be a small period of time, you'll have all of that stuff tucked away and you'll have lots of information so that you're not left stranded, really. Yeah. So, all right, we do have to go to break. You can find Michelle and connect with her at mbwliving.com. You can also find her in the directory on Powerful Women Rise, where she met me for the the first time we met each other at a luncheon so thank you so much for that <laughs> and you are listening to powerful women revealed right here on 95.9 WATD. are you getting the support you need to move your business forward the perfect group for you might just be powerful women rise we are a motivational mastermind for women who are serious about transforming their businesses and missions at each meeting we educate ourselves on topics relevant to the entrepreneur today and we gain incredible support from a team of professionals with diverse experiences and wisdom. So how do you want to be supported over the next 12 months? Visit PowerfulWomenRise.com to register or get started today. You know, my book is sprinkled with a few thoughts around anxiety and depression, and it's because food plays a huge part in our mental health. As a suicide attempt survivor... I felt even more of a calling to share my thoughts around suicide prevention because while I was writing my debut book, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain both took their own lives. Now that we are emerging from COVID-19 and resuming our work lives as best we can, I decided to roll out a new campaign called Grow to Give to support the Plymouth County Suicide Prevention Coalition. Invest in yourself, your business, and your community at Powerful Women Rise as we grow to give together, giving 10% of all membership dues to the Plymouth County Suicide Prevention Coalition. Claim your business category C in one of our teams today by visiting PowerfulWomenRise.com and click Get Started. We are back. You are listening to Powerful Women Reveal. That was Child of Love by We the Kingdom. What a beautiful song. It's got a gospel-ness to it. I don't even know. I guess it's Christian rock. I don't even know. I love it. I love it. Whatever it is, I don't care. My guest is Michelle Wordeman. And, you know, I just briefly mentioned before we went to break that we met for the first time you came. You <laughs> basically, it was like a blind date. It was like a blind date. Like you came yes. blindly to my luncheon. You'd never been to a PWR thing before. You showed up. And I love what you said. Everyone kept saying, oh, what team are you in? What team are you in? And you're like, I don't know. I want to join one of these teams. <laughs> my own team? I don't know. I didn't know <laughs> these were teams. Because I remember when I walked in, I didn't know you guys all knew each other. So you looked at me, you're like, you must be Michelle. Like, <laughs> you must be the new yes. girl. <laughs> I love it. I, mean, I love well, it. Hello. 
Well, we we yeah. are welcoming though, and oh, absolutely. Oh my God, I feel like I can't even remember a day I didn't know you. I know. That's, like that's crazy. It's been fun. Yeah. So we were talking about the luncheon, and this leads us to our next segment. We're going to talk about food. Food and food. money. I love food too. You know what? I love my diet. I really do. Yeah. I and love it. When you say it. diet, you don't mean diet in the terms that like a lot of people think of. You mean like what you eat, what you think, what you drink, all of that. I love the diet I created for myself. I love it. Yeah. Because I, we all have to have some kind of a diet. If you're not mm -hmm. on a diet, your your diet is what you eat. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's kind of one yeah. of those catch 22s. You can't get around not saying the word. And I just love my diet. I, I made the most incredible stuffed mushrooms yesterday. And Sorry if you're listening and you're not a mushroom person, but I love stuffed mushrooms. And I used to make them with um, cheese. I used to make them with dairy. I used to make them with meat. I used to mm -hmm. make them with other stuff and I don't eat any of that anymore. And oh my God, I am, you know, it takes practice to actually start to learn how to cook with different, yeah. different food. Meaning when I say different, I mean more vegetables. And I want to mm -hmm. talk about this because I used to have this mindset that when I purchase more vegetables, Oh my God, it was so expensive because I was still buying all the other junk that yeah. I was buying. And that is really where it made a shift for me. You can, to me, I think you can always find money in the food budget. I can always find money oh, yeah. in that food budget. Absolutely. Right? A little bit, yeah. maybe more than a little bit. And frankly, you know... It, it, you can learn to save money if you stop buying all of the junk. The, and, so, oh, sorry, didn't mean well, to cut you off. Well, so, and junk for me is um, not necessarily chicken or fish, because mm -hmm. chicken and fish can be good for some people that want to have that in their diets. For me, the junk is like literally that frozen aisle and that canned aisle. It's boxes, it's bags, it's cans. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, to me, food is inventory. Like that's money. Money is inventory. I don't want to oh, keep yeah. all my money tied up in, in my cabinets. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think too, like it, when we talked about routine and um, money, food again is another huge emotion. Mm. And when you're mindful about what you're actually buying um, and bringing home to whether it's just you or you and your spouse or you and your kids or whoever, when you can be mindful of what you're buying and that, you know, look around if they're because you can see the same thing and it could be a d difference of a dollar each, you know, just be more mindful of it. Because like you said, I, I mean, I know I've done it. Sometimes I'll just grab something. And to that point, too, when I say that eating is emotional, um, like use the example, if I go to the grocery store and I'm starving, how much more money am I spending? Because I'm like, oh, that looks good. Like, or I'm going to make that this week. And you just wind up, you know, kind of buying more than you probably would if you went, you know, if your belly was full. 
Yeah, and I actually just went to the store the other day, and this was not my, this was, I was supposed to do the big shop, right? And so I'm like, I'm teaching my daughter how to drive, and I'm like, well, let's just go to this store because it's convenient. So we got two pumpkins, so that's $12. I spent $100 in the store. Um, so there's 12 right? So that brings yeah. us to 88 and $10 was chocolate. So that brings Ooh. us to 78 <laughs> and another $10 was coffee. So that brings us to 68 All that $68 was vegetables and one or two things in the aisle and like two things of bread. Yeah. It was mostly vegetables. And I can literally feed my family this week. For, there's five people in my house, but one, mm -hmm. of, one of them really doesn't eat what we serve because <laughs> he's 22 and in the basement. Yeah. So really, it's the four of us. I can feed a family of four on everything that I purchased. And, and that's awesome. That's $100. That's a going out to meal. And like here's going here, to a restaurant. Right. And here's and that's for the week. Right. Yeah. And the kids have what they need. They've they've got their they've got their bagels. I'm not e I don't even eat bagels, and and I move them around all over my fridge all the time. But I don't crave them because I don't eat them. Right, body and mm -hmm. mind crave what you feed it. So yes. let's go back to that money conversation. Yeah. Your mind and your body crave what you feed it. If you take the bagels out of your diet, you won't crave it anymore. If you put the money consciousness in your brain, your brain will start to crave it. Oh, absolutely. And to that point, it's funny. I was thinking about that this morning as I was writing my podcast, how your body does crave what you feed it. So if you eat a lot of sugar, guess what? Like the minute you don't have sugar, you're, that's where you get those cravings from. But your brain also craves what you feed it. If you are feeding your brain negative self-talk a lot and saying negative things to yourself about yourself or about other people, you're only going to create more, more of that. More of that. Language is huge. We need to pay attention to our language. Yeah. It's, it's huge. And frankly, think about what you're purchasing. And this is sort of a I mean, I don't know if this is a public service announcement or whatever, but <laughs> I want you to think about, if you're listening, the next time you go to the store, think about all the people that don't have any food and maybe you might buy a little bit less of it. The last time I went to the grocery store, I was leaving the store and there was a woman with two babies and she said, I'm sorry, ma'am, please, please, with the praying hands, please. And I said, I, I don't have any cash, but I reached in my, my bag and I handed her yeah. a loaf of bread. That's like so I, awesome. Like I yeah, just, it's you know, really, I mean, I, I wanted that sourdough. Oh, I was tasting it in the store. <laughs> like I was salivating yeah. over it. But I was so, it was so easy to let it go and give it to her. I yeah. just, you know, those two little one and three-year-olds that needed food more than me. Mm -hmm. Hello, you know. I know, and myself included, it's easy to take for granted all of the stuff that, like, that we have access to purchase um, when there's so many other people out there that don't. Yeah, Local people, and I don't mean just other countries, like local people in our communities mm -hmm. that, you know, they can't just 
I do a lot of online shopping for my groceries. Like they can't just click and click and click. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's a great way to be mindful of it. All right. We have one more segment together. You can uh, reach Michelle and connect with her at mbwliving.com. You are listening to Powerful Women Revealed, the place to go and the place to be right here on 95.9 WATD. A grapefruit diet is not realistic. A love diet is personal. For over two and a half years, Nicole Perry has been writing her debut book, I Am On A Love Diet, and it's officially available on Amazon right now. Nicole's debut book, I Am On A Love Diet, is Nicole's story of how she focused on feeding herself love for 365 days and shares her very candid, raw, and personal thoughts about the dieting industry. Nicole's book is nonfiction but reads like a beach novel. Get your copy today by visiting ilovemydiet.com. And we are back. You are listening to Powerful Women Revealed. I'm your host, Nicole Perry, and that was Cold Heart with Elton John and Dua Lipa. And I love that they just said touchdown in the lines. I don't think they meant it in a sports fashion. But um, And you <laughs> said a couple of times, you said game change. Oh, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. And because you said that a couple of times, I feel... It is my duty and service <laughs> to employ you to go check out the documentary Game Changers. It really changed my life. I put all of the documentaries that helped me on my um, path to eating better nutrition mm-hmm. in- inside my book. And uh, so Game Changers. Now, have you seen the documentary? I have not. I actually just wrote that down because I didn't realize there was one. I've been watching a lot more documentaries now. Mm. Um, I think because of COVID, I went through all of Netflix. So, <laughs> okay, so you've run out of stuff. Yeah, like, is it what possible? Is it yeah, possible to you know run what? out of things to watch? <laughs> no, but yeah, I like that. I'm watching real stuff. Mm. You know, I have my favorite shows too, but I, yeah. so I just wrote that down a minute. Um, oh yeah, Forks no, Over Knives, that. Game Changers. Ga- Forks Over Knives was really helpful for me, but Game Changers helped me to understand on a deeper level what's going on inside my blood. Like mm. our blood is in our body and we need to know what's in it and things that are clogging it. Yeah. Everything, everything, start with your heart. Whatever, you know, for me, cholesterol and um, and blood pressure were huge for me. Um, and I, I am just on such a good path. I only gained a couple of pounds over COVID. You said you gained nothing. That makes me a little bit envious because... No, but, you know, I'd go up and down. Mm, well, but- and it's stress, I think. So now that I feel like the stress of the pandemic is starting to sort of fade Mm -hmm. a little bit. I know there there are people arguing and yelling at the radio probably, but I feel like, I mean, nothing lasts forever. This is going on, on, it'll be a year and a half pretty much. And, you know, we're coming out of from that pandemic mode, that pandemic mindset. We're seeing real people, we're smiling. Not everyone is wearing a mask. We're wearing it to be safe. But I feel like part of that stress, that fight or flight mode is letting go and I'm able to get back to where I was pre-COVID. Yeah, that's a na- like letting go of stress because of those cortisol levels that get increased with stress. Um, you'll naturally start to lose weight when you because I learned a lot about that when, you know, when I was really stressed out at my last 
career and I was eating better, working out more, but yeah. I was gaining weight and I didn't understand why. <gasps> and it was because I was constantly in a fight or flight um, like situation. Say I that, didn't even say that, it. say that again. You were eating better and you were working out, but you and were I was gaining weight. You were gaining and weight. And it literally came on like pretty quickly. Mm. And it was all of my stress hormones. And people don't realize like just what, I mean, you hear stress is bad for your body and all of this, but I mean, it's bad for your mind. It's bad for your nervous system, your immune system, all of that. So when you can learn how to de-stress, and I think everybody has their own way of how they de-stress, um, you'll naturally start to see if if you do have, you know, a little bit of a weight problem, you'll start to see that that fall off. Yeah, um, and our, our weight, I mean, how we really walk around this earth we need to care about the this body that we're mm. that we've embodied <laughs> we, yeah. we like we like you know we we need you know if we want to live longer lives i mean oh, i yeah. want to live a longer life so yeah. um now do you talk about i'm sure you talk about stress on some of your podcasts I do, yes, and anxiety because that's something near and dear to my heart. Yeah, <laughs> somebody who has suffered from anxiety, and we've um, talked about that a lot. Now, do you have anything you want to mention? We're kind of out of time. Um, yeah, if you haven't checked out my podcast, so it's called Boot Camp for Your Mind podcast. I just actually wrote um, my podcast for next week, which is all about the fear of feelings, and I say that because as humans, we are. You know, our brains are designed to avoid negative emotions because um, our brains don't know the difference between real and not real. So we often are afraid to feel. That and I have huge. been there. So that is huge. Yeah. We don't know the difference between if it's really happening or if it's just a thought in our head. That's and huge. we really don't. Yeah. That is huge. I have a really cool quote I want to share before we sign off for today. So this is from the book that we're both reading, The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. It's a beautiful book with a horse on the front cover. This quote is just so meaningful. Are you ready for this? The only permanent solution to your problems is to go inside and let go of the part of you that seems to have so many problems with reality. That, I love it. Isn't that beautiful? I've, yeah. I've underlined so much. Oh, totally. I have so many like earmarked pages. I'm like, wait, which page am I actually on? But <laughs> Well, thank really you. Is. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. You're amazing. Um, I want to thank you so much for listening. You can go to, again, mbwliving.com. You can go to powerfulwomenrise.com if you're interested in our December luncheon or joining one of the teams. I want to thank you for listening and spreading more love and kindness into the world and also ending systemic racism. It is a lifelong process for everyone who shares our Mother Earth, so do what you can, speak out, and simply care. I hope you will tune in next Sunday after the news at noon. Until then, I'm your host, Nicole Perry. Have a great week, and remember, knowledge is power, and it's what you do with that knowledge that matters.